Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everybody to That's So Funny. I am your host, Brian Neal, aka The Neal Experience. Today I had the pleasure of having another person named Ryan as well. This will be the third Ryan on the podcast. He goes by OopDots on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. On all these places you can find various types of content. He is an accomplished pastry chef. He is a Twitch partner. So please check him out on those websites. We had a great time on the podcast. It was really chill conversations. He's a great, wonderful person. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and I hope you guys check out his content. Take care. I, I don't know if you know this, but both of our names are Ryan. So Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So cause well, it's funny because you go by a completely different name. You go by Oop Dots. And I am curious where you got that name from. Uh so that was one of the things that uh so my old gamer tag back on Xbox was Elite Updates and then uh everybody just called me updates and there I had a friend, Mr. Wanky Bottom, who he, he took this name updates and then he would just mess around, he'd throw random things in there, he would call me like uh oops nots, snoop dots, and then there was oop dots, and then everybody just it kinda stuck, you know, that's kinda stuck. And then I remember when I first like got into twitch like i was into twitch for for a while just like as a viewer and stuff like that and then uh it came a time where it was like yo i want my own community i want my own uh you know name and i want my own brand so i was like what name do i go with that's like as original as it can be that's something to me and uh oop dots was just that thing that was for me you know uh, yeah that's great i mean that's a that's a perfect way for a name because there's no other you know like my my name is the Neil experience my last name is neil and yeah. I used to, kind of like you were saying, you used to have a different gamer tag, and that's where mine comes from. My gamer tag, my original gamer tag, was in those jeans, 2004, because of that genuine <laughs> song, like way back in the day. How old are you? Are, how... I, I am 21 years old. Oh, you're so young. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were older, man. Dang. Okay. I get that all the time. Yeah. I mean, you. I think it's because you're, you're way more mature than most 21-year-olds that I've met. Um. So back in the day, 2003, 2004, so you would have been, I don't know, a child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was this song by Genuine called In Those Jeans. And I, when I first started playing Xbox, that was my gamer tag because I was like, this song is so awesome. And, and then it was Demonic Ripper because I was a kid, a kid. And then I finally, I was like, I have to change this to something that, you know, people don't think I'm an idiot. So I was like, oh, the Neil experience, that'll be kind of cool. It was like, I went through like different iterations. Like in my head, I was like the real deal, Neil, you know, the, you know, the real experience. I was like, let's make it the Neil experience. Um, but yeah, both of our names are Ryan, uh, which we don't go by. I, I did. I hate their name Ryan. I don't know about you, but it's like so common in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so like every dude is named Ryan. You're not white, but like I feel like every white dude's named Ryan. You know. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's just right. It's right up there with like John. And yeah, Steve, exactly. You know? It's like, and my parents were gonna name me Chris, and I'm like, thank God, that's even worse. <laughs> I'm like, man, that, that the only the, it was gonna be Christopher Paul. I'm like, my my middle name would have been Paul. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, man, um, I don't know if you remember this, but we've actually met before. Uh, <laughs> we met at guardian con 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, Cause I was walking around with, uh, I'm sick with it. AKA Monty or Alan, whatever you guys oh, call yeah. him. Love sick. Yeah. And then we saw you, we came over and, and then we briefly talked. So it was like, met is a very short, short thing. It, yeah. Guardian con, man, that was, was that the last event you went to? That uh, last event I went to was TwitchCon 2017, and okay. those are the only two events I went, and then before the big, like, <laughs> disappearance. <laughs> the, <laughs> before. The, yeah. What do you say it like that? Have you seen that uh, that cartoon slash anime, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mods compared me to that. It's like, you know, because like, D2 was going downhill, yeah. and it was just like, when the world needed him most, you know, the energy and the hype, so, it was like, he just vanished. He just vanished. <laughs> is that, is that, you, you were frozen in ice. That's what it was, man. You were frozen in ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, uh, I, well, I saw that you had posted recently about, you know, wanting to go to, maybe go to like TwitchCon or GuardianCon, having people vote on that. Uh, and GuardianCon's even changed so much in the last few years. I know, it's GCX now. Yeah, man. It's, it's expanded. It's like, exponentially. It's huge. I mean, it's going to be, I think, rivaling, like, in the next, like, five years, I could see it rivaling, like, TwitchCon and, you know, uh, what's that other one? GenCon? Or not GenCon. Um, PAX East, you know, PAX? Like, yeah. Like, it's really growing, and I, I, I mean, I just love the guys that run it. They, they do it for a great reason. One, it's for charity, so you can never 
feel bad about going to it. It is just a lot of people, you know, especially if you're from the Destiny community. I mean, there's so many people there that, you know, you make friends with. So Exactly. It's just homegrown. Because I remember the first uh, Guardian Con, Guardian Con 2017. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything special. Like, it was you, you just got stuffed into, into the Tampa. It wasn't even the Tampa Convention Center. It was something else. And there wasn't a lot of craziness going on, but it was still such an amazing experience because it was the Destiny community and everybody knows everybody. Yeah, and that's what I absolutely loved about it. it. It felt it felt it was a little bit more personable, but I like that it's expanding because you get to bring more people in, you know, to this like, just great community. And so I know you've back in the day when you streamed, you only played Destiny uh, and now you if you only stream Destiny, you only been back for a short time. Do you play other games? um honestly in general when it came to gaming like throughout my life i only ever had like one game where i would stick with for mm -hmm. whatever time being whether when i was younger it was like oh i was always playing halo then i was always playing call of duty and then when i got into destiny and then that was literally it i was only playing destiny and that's all i've been doing like sure uh i've played some like any some other games here and there where it's like you play the story mode like a god of war oh yeah or, like I, I remember i did like a resident evils and things oh, like that but i'd always come back to that one thing that just had that you know that replayability for me because for me it was never about like the loot or anything when it came to destiny it was all about just having fun and me i was a crucible guy i just love you know just getting up in there making the big plays and back on trials getting people flawless and that was what was very fun for me because before i ever even streamed all i did i before i even streamed i was still doing like 40 hours of trials every week. <laughs> yeah just because i loved trials so much i was there i would go on lfg with my friends and be like yo let's go see if somebody needs help going flawless that's awesome let's go on lfg and be like oh you need help yo we're just playing for fun that's all it is and well i mean that's kind of how it started that's what got me into streaming i i remember i was watching uh i'm sick with it do trials and i started watching him because i had only watched twitch up until that point for a different, completely different game called Magic the Gathering. And I this was like the first like actual video game I was watching people play. And I started watching him because he was doing trials carries and I was like, oh, he must be good. I wanna get better. So I'm gonna watch him emulate what he does and try to get better. And I went from like playing, cause I, I would play trials like you would play like, you know, like a uh, like quick play where you just run in and you can't do yeah. that. You can't, I mean, unless you're a god, <laughs> you can't do that, you know? So. I, I got a lot better and I was like, I'm going to start doing trolls carries. And yeah, and that was, that was great and all, but there was also a lot of negative things that came with that. But, um, I, I loved trials and I'm really happy they're bringing them back. It, I mean, you, you came back at the, at the right time. It seems like, you know, if you're a I trials know. player, <laughs> it was absolutely insane i i put up the post and then like my first tweet back it was just like a cheesy dad post it was like uh sorry i've been gone so long you know there was a long line at the store like three years <laughs> gone and that's when i come back yeah. with. <laughs> and then literally like a week two weeks later there's like all these rumors and all this buzz about trials coming back and i was just like wow it's kind of like you know they, they were just they were waiting on me they were waiting on that's what it was that's what it trials. was man <laughs> Well, it's it's crazy because there's another game similar to Destiny called The Division, and they had a game mode in their first game called Survival, which I was really big into. And it you know it it was kind of it was similar to Trials in the sense that like people that was what people played the game for. Like outside of that, you know, it, it was it was still an okay game, but people mostly played that game mode. And I'm really happy to see Destiny Two bringing it back because I think it's gonna really bring some people back to the game especially if they have that you know exclusive loot and you know the you know just that the whole community building and you know it's like every weekend you know everyone's gonna hop on every friday night mm -hmm. get their card you know boon up or whatever and kind of like what you were saying hit up, hit up your friends hit up you know maybe some lfg people and then yeah. <laughs> and get to playing i uh you have like any like super memorable like cards from destiny one trials Oh, man, I have so many. I have tons and tons of them. Like, I remember from simple things of just, like, helping. Uh, one of my favorites is literally just helping Trials Virgins. Yeah. You know, just helping somebody. And it was usually always, like, a younger crowd that probably just got into gaming. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have, like, the highest skill when it came to it. And just helping these uh, these younger kids uh, and just the excitement and the craziness. Like, they see the lighthouse for the first time and they're literally screaming and they're yelling and they want to take screenshots. There was uh, There was a kid I helped. That he literally he took a screenshot of us at the lighthouse and he printed it and he put it on his <laughs> what that's awesome <laughs> yeah that was absolutely amazing and then there was also this guy who uh 
who I helped him go flawless. And then literally the next week, I helped his son go flawless for the very first time as well. That's awesome. It's like just, yeah. That's what, that's one thing I love about trials is like, you hear stories like that. I, I remember like Lupo carrying, uh, like, I think it was a dad and his kid at the same time, I think. And I think the kid had like a terminal illness or something. I can't remember. It was something, you know, but really heart touching. And, you know, cause this is three, three, four years ago, but I remember that getting him a flawless man, it was just like the whole, everyone felt like they won that day. You know, it, it was, yeah. it's just like <clears throat> when, when you get to do something like that for someone, it's just, it's so cool. And like you were saying, like people that are had, for the first time, like, you know, quote unquote, popping their cherry. Like it's, it, it's really cool to hear the excitement in their voice. Cause you know, it's genuine, you know, it's, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for Trials to come back. I don't know if it's going to bring me back to the game, but I am happy for what it's going to do for the Destiny community because it's a a community that's definitely held on to the game for a very yes, long time. Exactly. Everybody wants Destiny to uh to do well and excel because then we all also do well and excel. It brings so many people back. Exactly. It's one of the greatest you know communities that of all of on all of Twitch. Like back on D1, that something that was just a console game, you know, and it was always up there in the top of the directory. We were like the number one game for uh, Saint Jude's Play Live, and it was absolutely like insane and spectacular. Everybody in the directory was doing charity streams, just trying to raise money for such an amazing cause yeah and i have to compliment you man i think you're actually one of the most like hype streamers on twitch that i've ever come across thank you 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 keep the energy level super high i mean you can just tell by the inflection in your voice one that you're i think you're just a high energy person but when you're streaming it's always you know you get a lot of whoop whoops and a lot of you know stuff like that (laughs) so it's just it's very nice i think for people to hang out in your stream because you keep the energy high no matter what you're doing it's it's always like an event so it's i think it's very fun for people you know yeah definitely i always just try to spread uh spread that joy and just spread that positivity you know because when it, when it always came down to like this is something that people you know they watch you on their free time so mm-hmm. if this is something that they're going for entertainment you want to be you want to be that entertainer and you just want to spread that love you want to spread that joy you want to spread that excitement and that's all i ever really wanted to do i mean and and, and the thing is is like Especially for like Twitch, like you're in a big ocean of streamers and content creators. So it's like they're they're choosing to watch you over someone else. And it's like so I have to give them a reason, you know, to be here, stuff like that. And I think you definitely do that uh for a couple of things. So <clears throat> you've we've mentioned it a couple of times. You took a break for a while. Uh you kinda I mean, would you say that you ghosted out of Twitch or I kind of just ghosted out of the internet altogether because yeah. it wasn't just like I stopped streaming. I literally I stopped gaming and I stopped posting on Twitter and I stopped being on all forms of social media and I kind of just disappeared. Uh, at the time, I was 18 years old and I don't know. It was at the point where literally I got partnered and then I kind of just like disappeared because there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of craziness that went with partnership. I was hitting uh, it was over 500 subs in the first month. And then it kind of got warped in my head where it was like, you know, this was something I did for fun. And then it kind of started feeling like a like a job, mm-hmm. you know, and then I feel like I kind of got uh, a little it, caught up like in the numbers and doing everything I can to like. Yeah, it taints you know, it a little bit pushing forward. Yeah. And it it went it kind of got warped in my mind where it was like oh it's kind of getting like it's weird you know it's not what i fell in love with at the time and then the gaming itself wasn't really there with uh the the very bad push that d2 had when it first launched and i always said you know if i'm not gaming then i'm probably not going to be streaming and i literally just stopped gaming altogether and then with that i kind of just like uh you know just disappeared that's really what it was i mean it's it's not easy i i think people you know, they think if they have, you know, X amount of viewers, subs, whatever, that they're on easy street. And it's like, there's a lot of added pressure. You know, there, there's an expectation, I think, that you set for yourself, especially as a content creator. You're like, okay, I'm here now and I have to be this good or I have to do this. You know, I have to stream every night. So it's kind of what you're saying. It's not it's not a hobby anymore. It's not fun, really. It's like, I, it's an obligation. Yes, and exactly. I've definitely been there. I've never been as like, you know, to that, to that degree, but I've definitely felt like it's an obligation before and it's not a good feeling because you don't want to feel like, you know, especially with all your other obligations in your life, you know, your job bills, all that stuff. You know, you were just telling me before we started, you were doing your taxes and it's like, I don't want to sit down to game and feel like it's also an obligation. This is my leisure time. This is fun. So I definitely get that, man. It's, and you, and you, and 
I'm not saying this was part of it, but being young like that too is like that's a that's a hard time in general. Just you know being you know eight, right when you turn eighteen, it's like that's a lot of that's a lot to deal with. Um, so you were you were gone for three years. What made you come back? Um, I uh, for a long time. I've been in a pretty good place now. Uh, uh, Career-wise, I'm now a pastry chef over here in New York City, and I'm doing very good with uh, my relationship with my girlfriend and all my relationships with my family and my friends. And I feel like I'm in a very good position where I have this time, uh, this a lot more leisure time on the side where I can get back to streaming, get back to online. And I've also noticed myself gaming, you know? Like, literally, I, I downloaded Steam, I saw Destiny 2 was free, and I got into it, and I was actually enjoying myself. Like, sure, there's, there's some goofy stuff and some crazy stuff here and there, but I've actually found myself enjoying gaming again. That's and awesome. that was one of the things I always said, you know, if I'm gaming, I'm going to be streaming. Uh, so now that I am back to gaming, I want to be streaming. And it was absolutely insane because uh, we've been back for a, for literally a week now. And it's kind of like I never left. I really thought I would have I would have faded into obscurity by now. You know, I only ever streamed for one year and then I disappeared for three years. But for me to be back and see so many familiar faces to just be remembered, you know, mm -hmm. just a, a little little dots, you know, a name like mine. But it, it was insane. I really felt like I brought something unique and something creative to the community that I guess somebody else was able to replicate or produce like I did. I, def I definitely would agree with that. I You said that on stream the other night. I was actually kind of lurking, and I didn't say anything. But uh, you said that, and I think it's because you just have a po such a positive impact on people that they remember you. You know, it's – I've never seen anyone say once say ba anything bad about you. So it's like – and I know a good amount of people, in, you know, or at least I follow a good amount of people in the Destiny community. So to always be positive and, you know – to say it is one thing, you know, but I think you actually walk the walk when it comes to it. So it's, it's admirable. I think you, you, you know, like I said, you, you have a positive impact on everyone you, you touch. So it's, that's why people come back. That's why people, you know, remember you. So I think, I think, I think don't, don't, you know, uh, don't let other people take credit for it. It's definitely because of you that people are coming back. Um, you mentioned you were a pastry chef. I actually remember you, uh, saying that, my dad's actually a chef, uh, and he uh, runs the dining services at a local university. So I asked him what the difference between a pastry chef and a baker was, because I didn't know. I, I literally didn't know. Do you ever get mistaken for, like, do people go, like, oh, you work in a bakery? Um, not necessarily, because I always try to, you know, just make that impression where it's like, oh, no, I work at a restaurant, you know, because there is a very big distinction between mm -hmm. working at a bakery and working at a restaurant, because, you know, bakery, that's something, you know, people go in at like maybe four, yeah. five in the morning, just to get these baked goods on a daily basis. Mine is more of a, like, uh, kind of like a more of a mass production, depending on the scale of the restaurant itself. And it's more of, uh, like a... It's a very visual thing, you know? It's a very visual, high-quality type of effect that you really got to go into it, especially if you're putting a price tag of, like, $20 on, like, a cheesecake, you know? Exactly. So it's all about just getting it, giving it that wow factor. Or any little things, a, a sauce, a cream, something. Uh, I've never really been mistaken as a baker, but uh, there's a much respect to either profession without a doubt. Yeah, and, I mean, well... Heads up, cheesecake's my favorite dessert. So you know, if you ever <laughs> want to mail me some, you know, I'll take it. Uh, but I'll yeah, see what I can bring to GCS. <laughs> right. Um, so what? I have a couple questions as far as pastry chef go. What is your favorite like dessert or you know pastry to make for yourself? Like you know, if you're gonna treat yourself, what are you making? Ooh, if I'm going to treat myself, honestly, I, I like to go real simple and just anything like a Sunday, you know, oh, you okay. get different types of like a, like a cookie, a brownie, and you get to mess around with different flavors of like a ice cream or gelato. That's my favorite. I love just making like a simple base and just throwing random flavors in there and seeing what I get, whether you're just throwing in like, you know, like cinnamon or uh, we've done like blueberry gelato. We've done a whole bunch of crazy things. Pumpkin, uh, honestly. The list goes on and on, and I'm drawing a blank right now. But <laughs> I, I keep it real simple. Anything with just ice cream, and that's kind of like my go-to. I don't think you can ever go wrong with ice cream, man. I mean, it's it's one of the best desserts out there. You know, you just get like a bowl and a spoon, and you're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you can just go crazy on any type of condiment. Exactly. Um, so let's say, but let's flip it. What would what would you you know you like your girlfriend maybe or like. 
let's say you weren't in a relationship. I know this is kind of a weird topic, but like, let's say you were, you know, your first time date or like, you know, you're inviting a girl over to cook for what dessert are you making? Oh, if I have to like literally go all out and try to impress, uh, I do something that you can really just add that flair factor to anything with a meringue that you can mm. like a baked Alaska. I feel like a baked yeah. Alaska would be one, probably one of the most amazing things you can do because automatically you have those factors. You have a sponge cake, you have some type of ice cream in there, you have a meringue, you have all these crazy things, and it just plates so well and it looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, we just did a baked Alaska for our Valentine's Day special and it sold out almost immediately. Really? We had to put a count on it. Ow. Yeah. Oh, it's funny because I you mentioned baked Alaska. I've only heard of that once before, and that was on uh, MasterChef, like the Gordon Ramsay cooking show. Do you ever watch like yeah. any of these cooking shows, man? Oh, without a doubt. Uh, just growing up, I used to love watching the cooking shows. You know, whether it was something with uh, Gordon Ramsay or um, one of my exes, she got me into a show on Netflix, the the Great British Bake Off. And, yeah, dude, that is like everyone's go to is like you watch Great British Bake Off, and I'm like, I don't yeah, even know what exactly. that is. But, uh, <laughs> no, there's so many amazing cooking shows out there. There really is, man. And I'm I'm watching them every time. I'm like, I just want to be eating the food. It's like you know, because I'm a big guy, I love food, so it's like that's one I want all this food. And it, honestly, with my dad being a chef, you know, we we get spoiled from time to time. I'll get some like good steaks and we they, like just like the other night actually uh we had we had uh we had steak lobster and uh then we had cauliflower with green beans maybe no it was cauliflower and something else but man it was delicious I mean just steak and lobster sounds amazing yeah, yeah you can't go wrong so we've discussed the dessert what would you cook as the entree like if you're trying to like i said you're trying to impress somebody do you do you cook entrees or do you just do exclusively pastries i do exclusively pastries if i wanted to go with entrees uh the first place i i worked at was an italian place so i i love just to get get in there and just make my own pasta you know it's very very simple if you got the right utensils for it i love a good pesto ravioli okay uh yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one pesto i mean do you like well, pesto is the like pesto garlic, not garlic. Um, it's like the clear sauce with like the green stuff in it, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's I, one that's of my really favorite nice ones. It. Yeah, and then you could put that over. I get I get these these uh, cheese stuffed shells with uh, pesto sauce, and it's really good. It has like that and shrimp with it. Yeah. So I'm not a big uh, like like a hot food person. I. That's why, honestly, if I was a big, like, if I went to go cook the entrees and if I, if I was a hot food person, I'd probably burn myself all the time. Sometimes I can be a bit accident prone just getting myself a blowtorch <laughs> here and there. <laughs> you ever had, like, any big mishaps? You ever catch the kitchen on fire? No, I've never caught the kitchen on fire. The biggest thing is just, like, uh, I remember once it was, like, a, a New Year's. Uh, it was last, uh, not this previous year. It was 2018 going into 2019. And we had well over a 1,000 covers. Ooh. And everyone at around before midnight, so, like, 11.50 before the ball drops, everyone put in their order for dessert. And it was all creme brulee. Oh, and my gosh. I burned, I got myself real bad, like, on my thumb, just placing a garnish into it, into the sugar. And it was still hot. It got me real bad. <laughs> Dude, I, I had a friend uh, this past Thanksgiving. We did this little, quote, unquote, Friendsgiving thing where we all, you know, cook a dish. Well, my my one friend, his name is Graham. He's super extra, and he he likes to cook. He's not a professional chef or anything, but he you know he loves to cook. He reads a lot of like cooking books and follows a lot of people in that uh you know that profession. So he was making a ham along with green bean casserole. Well, the ham he's got you know it's in the oven, it's baking, and then for the green bean casserole, this is where it gets extra. He's like, I'm gonna deep fry the onions. I'm like, okay, and he we're like. We're waiting on him to get there. And we're like, where are you guys? So like, we're going to be late. They're like, we had a fire. And I'm like, how bad of a fire? He goes, really bad. I thought I was going to burn the house down. And I'm like, how did you burn the house down making green bean casserole? He goes, so he was deep frying the onions, right? And he, he's like putting them in, deep fry one, deep fry the next one. So he puts one of them in and like the grease overflows and a grease oh, fire starts. And his the stove is right next to the wall. So like the fire starts going up the wall. Oh God! And so this idiot tries to like grab the 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 pot and like move it, and 
literally had he burned his thumb so bad he had like a i would say like almond sized blister on his thumb Ooh. It, and i felt bad for because i'm like you you were trying to be nice and you know make this green bean casserole <laughs> really good but you almost caught your girlfriend's house on fire cooking it <laughs> what's the the funniest part is like the fire is like active right and he's looking for you know the fire extinguisher and they don't have one in their kitchen so she runs upstairs and is like running like because they they live in like a bottom apartment she runs upstairs to the the house and is like just frantically looking for this fire extinguisher and her dad goes it's right in front of you he's like super calm and she's like losing her mind and she's like (laughs) he said it's the fastest he's ever seen her run Oh man! At that point, honestly, if I can't even find a fire extinguisher, I don't care. I'm grabbing flour. I'm grabbing yeah. Dude, I'm like, throw your shirt could. over it or something, man. Like, it, suffocate it or something. Yeah. Well, I told him I was like, there. I was like, the onion you probably had had like a lot of water in it or something. That's what it. That's what happens when you put water yeah, in grease. Most likely, what happened once you put any type of water into oil, it is a very, very big mistake, and it can be a catastrophe. <laughs> I feel like during Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, stuff like that, especially, it's a big trend nowadays that people deep fry their turkey. Yep. And there are people literally lighting their entire houses on fire because they're trying to deep fry a turkey. Dude, I know uh, one of my like longest followers on Twitch is an EMT. His name is his name is paramedic. I just call him medic, but he uh he's an EMT and he says that like the the biggest times that he gets like his busiest days are Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving because people catch their houses on fire cooking. Like it's not any other day of the year. It's those two days. And I'm like, yeah, people don't know how to cook, man. <laughs> Get out the kitchen. <laughs> but dude, I've seen those videos where people try to deep fry their turkeys. That is scary, man. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, oh, it's so sketchy. It's, it's super, super sketchy. It goes from zero to 100. It's just like fire. It's like, uh, where did that come from? Yeah, I, I'm i not I'm not the biggest chef. Like, even though my dad's a chef, I don't cook a lot. And I wouldn't be confident like deep frying a turkey. It would, I, I would do it outside, and the, the, the deep fryer would be surrounded by like, you know, sand or dirt, nothing flammable. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I, I would be so, I'd be so scared, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, do you ever like, do you ever get into like really big, like, um, what's the word? Like, like smoking pits, man. Like, have you ever been to one of those where it's like just like dug down under the earth and, you know, they have like all the coals and stuff down in there? Uh, no, I've never been to that, but I actually have heard of it. It's kind of like a, it, the idea is be is to be like an old fashioned like a slow cooker. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like it's like dug into the ground and like then they cover it. It's oh man, it's so good. You get like you know some. I guess you're from New York. I, I mean, is barbecue even that big up there? Um, in a sense, yeah. Like just being from New York, everything is big up here. Yeah, and true. That's what I kind of love about it. You get you get to experience anything and everything. You just got to find the right location. There's actually this this uh not carnival i was gonna say carnival this uh like event every year in new york and it's, it's in one of the parks where like all these like big pit masters from around the the u.s come to new york and they cook you know d- their their style of barbecue you know and they have like kansas city texas and, you know all the you know states that are known for barbecue and there's this youtube channel that covered it called first we feast they oh, uh i love first we feast. right you watch hot ones man Oh man, Hot Ones is amazing. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> I don't know if you saw who who's on this week, but it's, it's supposed to be Will Ferrell on this week, and oh, I got to check that out. He's my like number one comedic actor of all time. I think he's the funniest dude alive, you know, for acting. Uh, and like, but yeah, the Hot Ones is just a great show. And so like, I watched the first Feast video on it. Man, you gotta go check it out. It's uh, it's like this. I think it's like annual barbecue, something like that. I want to go to it, man. It, <laughs> it's in the summer, so. You know, like best, like just like the best time to eat barbecue, and they're just going around this park and they're meeting all these different guys, and it's you just get to see like this the ideal you know version of barbecue. But I mean, New York already has like high end; they they have the best of everything pretty much, almost you know, like you can get pretty much the best sushi, the best pizza. I mean, obviously the best. You know, you know what I'm saying. You can get the you can find a place that has probably close to the best of whatever there, just due to the nature of the city. Yes, exactly. That's what I love about it, you know. But wow, I definitely need to check that out. Over the summer, uh, I check out the video, try and get the name of it, get the dates of it. That you see, that's what's crazy about New York, where it's like you have all these things going on in your very backyard and you don't even notice it. Yeah, and well, I mean, New York's also super huge, and there's there's probably like a thousand events a day across the city, you know. 
So, uh, I did see you posted that, what was it, a two-foot slice of pizza recently? Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's actually, like, about a couple blocks from me. And uh, it's an absolutely amazing place. I love how they actually have a whole wall of just, like, all the cele celebrities that, was, that have been there. And they have... Um, Oh my god, what's his name? He was uh Tyrion from Game of Thrones. Oh, um uh, Oh my gosh, dude, I'm blinking. Why <laughs> can I the, think the voice actor for the ghost of destiny, Peter Dinklage. Thank there you. Go. You got it, man. Yes. I was I was losing was, my mind. <laughs> there's a picture of Peter Dinklage literally standing side by side to this two foot pizza <laughs> wow. on the wall. And it was just absolutely amazing. That is awesome, man. Um, let me see. Yeah, it's so. So I did find the video, by the way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna link it to you. Uh, it is in New York every year, and yeah, this this video was posted in 2017. So I don't know what the event is called, but you have to you, you you can probably figure it out from the video. But yeah, man, it's it's Sean Evans again, uh, the host of Hot Ones, and he does a lot of these videos where he like goes out and tries stuff. He actually did one with this comedian I love named Burt Kreischer where they try like hangover remedies and they're eating like nasty crap, <laughs> but it's supposed <laughs> to cure your hangover. I, I don't think there's anything that can ever really cure hangover. No. I personally am lucky enough that at being 21 so far, I don't experience bad hangovers. And I remember one of the worst times I ever like got, I, it was, it was that very same new year's where I got burned. <laughs> <laughs> Like once midnight hit, I was there drinking with the managers. I was drinking with the owner and they were giving me champagne and Patron and vodka and mm. beer. And I was mixing and it was terrible. I got blacked yeah. out. Drunk. So you got tore up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ended up in a garbage can like halfway into I've a garbage seen that. can. I have seen yeah, that photo. Exactly. <laughs> I was halfway into a garbage can by the end of the night. <laughs> Apparently I threw up all over the station, but um, not, I, nothing, there were no negative repercussions out of it because obviously I was drinking with the owner. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And stuff like that but i was like wow i did not remember any of that <laughs> <laughs> i've never i've never gotten that bad i i've i mean blackout drunk I've, i didn't black out i do remember what what happens when i drink is i get really sleepy like i'll get i'll get really excited and then if i keep drinking i'll get really sleepy and i normally just like find somewhere to like go lay down and fall asleep before i before i actually <laughs> black out like i'm just like i'm tired i'm gonna go to sleep now um but yeah man it's i mean well New York is a great place, by the way. I I have yet to visit. My sister's been, and I've always wanted to go. I just haven't haven't like you know bit the bullet because I live in Virginia, so it's not far away. I can get yeah. there in like I think nine hours. It's not that crazy of a drive. I definitely think it's a great place to visit and, you know, maybe spend like a summer or something like that. Just get that full experience. Mm -hmm. You obviously can't do it in a week or a weekend or anything like that. But there's actually like a very big like mass exodus of, of New York really? going on right now. A lot of people are leaving to like Florida or like they're going to Texas because New York is getting so much more expensive. Yeah. Like I love New York and I love, you know, I love – uh, <laughs> I love New York pay, but I'm not a big fan of the New York bills anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I think it's I was, like the third most expensive place to live in the U.S. or maybe the second yeah. most or something. I think San but Francisco funny, or something. Funny enough, I was hanging out with uh, I don't know if you know Pervy. Yeah, I know uh, Pervy. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah, he uh, he just got engaged and he was here in the city for the weekend with his fiance and they're actually looking into like living here and buying property here. Oh <laughs> and wow! And this whole time I'm just like, oh no, you like you you're don't even know. Love with it now. It's the weekend, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're enjoying your weekend here, but. It's absolutely insane, but uh, they, they've actually been falling in love. I was playing like a makeshift tour guide for them throughout the weekend and just showing them all the cool spots. That's awesome. I I uh, had a friend move away from actually my city um, and moved to New York. He he does real estate there, and I was like, good luck, man. I was like, that's tough. But then like he came back a few – not moved back, but like visited again, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I'm about to close this deal. We're selling this place for like – I don't know, uh, like four million, and I'm gonna oh, get. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get like you know 500k. I'm like, what? He's like, yep. he's like, it is what it is, man. He's like, it's a big industrial place, and I'm selling to a business. I'm like, okay, dude, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> make that money, that's man. As insane as it gets, yeah. Uh, my one of my previous uh, bosses from one of the one of the chefs from the first restaurant I worked at, yeah, he got into real estate as well, and that's what it was like every day. And it's, it was just you, he did it straight from his phone, where it's like, yeah, I'm about to close on this like. 
4.6 million apartment over in the Upper West Side. It's like, you know, and we get commission and all this other stuff. It was absolutely insane. He got into it because uh, we had these regulars. Uh, they were called the Rosenbergs, and they own a law firm in the Bank of America Tower. They own the entire floor. Very, uh, very amazing family. I got to speak to the grandmother who was actually a Holocaust survivor. Oh, wow. And yeah, just so much insight and such an amazing individual. But yeah, they they got him into the real estate and then now he's just there moving up. He's like, you know, I don't even want to be a chef anymore. He's over there doing real estate. I mean, there's no reason to be if you can just make that money selling yeah. houses and or buildings, whatever you do. But yeah, man, it's it's a tough place. I, I know my friend told me he doesn't live in the city. He lives outside and takes the train in every day. And I was like, that's probably smart. People do that in D.C. too because D.C. is crazy expensive to live in. They live like in the suburbs and they just you know, either drive in or take their monorail in. And they're like, yeah, it's an hour commute, but it's, you know, it's an hour commute, but it's only like, like two, you know, 20 miles away, but it's just so busy. Yeah. I like, I drive now. And ever since I started working in the city now, I literally don't even use my car. I use my car maybe once a week. Uh -huh. I commute to the, I commute to the city. You just have to, it's so much, uh, it's faster, it's cheaper and it's absolutely the, the way to go. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, in New York, I feel like everyone uses cabs or the subway. I, you know, no one drives. I mean, I, f I feel like it's got to be, it's got to be like one of the least, the lowest percentages of like people that actually drive in the city, you know, compared yeah. to like all the other places in the world. But I mean, it, it's better than LA because they don't have any public transportation. Well, good public transportation. So they have to drive. <laughs> and, and that's why you get the notorious LA traffic. From. Yeah. I remember when I went to uh, TwitchCon 2017 and just, I was in up in Long Beach and uh, one of the people I was rooming with, uh, she was visiting a friend in LA and it took maybe about an hour to two hour drive from Long Beach to mm -hmm. LA. No, no, thank you. I'm hard pass, dude. That's like, I mean, <laughs> I would, I wouldn't mind living in Cali, you know, or, or, you know, maybe New York, but I would not want to live in LA. I, I don't think it would be fun. <laughs> at all <laughs> not with that because i get bad road rage man i don't know about you but I, I i would i would probably get it in like an altercation i i would get out of my car but i would probably like someone would probably like rearing me or something i don't know i feel like i i would i would lose my license if i moved to la i'll say yeah that. I, yeah i had so much bad luck when i first started driving really? i remember like about a month into having my license i'm there i'm driving i'm cruising i'm having a good time and then i get hit by a 89 year old woman coming out of church oh man i remember i i got hit and then i i'm so angry i'm like yo what the hell's going on and i look over and here's this small like four foot 11 89 year old woman who can't even see over her steering wheel yep. really and then all my anger is just completely gone and it's just like what happened? Like, are you okay? <laughs> why Why are you allowed to drive? Is the, the, the yeah, next question. Yeah, like, I got hit by eighty nine year old woman. I've, coming out of church. I hit an. Uh, I don't know how old she was, but I hit a woman once because she pulled out in front of me. I was like going through a light that it. I'd probably been red for like maybe a half a second, but you know, it takes a second for it to change. But she she pulled out in front of me, and she would have had a red light too because you know the green light was going the other way now. And I don't know, man. I I felt bad, but I was like, I don't know. You you put it on in front of me, but that was like that was like when I was like twenty two, I think twenty three. Uh, my first accident was actually my fault. I was I think like sixteen. Pretty sure I was sixteen. I had just had my license like maybe six months, or so maybe I was seventeen. Cause you have to be sixteen and a half to get your license here. Oh, I remember I went to GameStop. This is back before. I mean, so what, 16, if I was 17, this would have been 13 years ago. So I go to GameStop, pick up a game, and I'm like rushing home because I'm like, I want to play it. I want to play it. And I, I get on the expressway. I get in the, I merge over. I'm in the right lane. And the car in front of me is going super slow. So I'm like, I got to get home. I'm going to, you know, I want to go fast. So I like quickly check my mirrors. I don't see anything. I like press the gas and I pull in the left lane and there was someone in my blind spot. And I like, I like sideswipe them. And it, luckily it wasn't like we like connected and I was able to like we were I was able to pull away and, you know, just pull off the road. Like not, no, nothing like I skidded around and like another car hit me or anything. Luckily, yeah. we were fine and we pulled over and, uh, you know, I paid my ticket and all that. But yeah, that was 
That was scary, man. That's a noise you don't forget. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely like it's an experience you don't forget, oh, yeah. especially you know when your car shakes around and you hear a big thump. It's yeah. very nerve wracking, very crazy. Yeah, I will. So was your car totaled when you uh, hit her? My car she was hit you? not totaled. Uh, she ended up getting like my my. Uh, my pass my rear passenger side door okay and then literally it was just cheaper they literally just got a whole new one and threw that one on and then painted it yeah. to match the color and but it was just such a pain because it was during the holidays it was around november and i didn't actually get the whole car fixed until maybe january february of the next year oh wow it was such a pain because they kept bouncing me around between the agents of like oh this person went on vacation uh so we're putting you with this person oh that person went on That's vacation annoying. We're with this person yeah it was such an annoying thing going through her insurance because um obviously it was her fault and it was just a big pain <laughs> dude i've seen like insurance companies be super shady my dad was in a, a car accident right and he, he he was not at fault at all he was he was going fishing and he was, it was snowing, but where he was going, it wasn't snowing. So like, he was just, you know, cruising along the highway. He was probably doing like 50. I don't know. And it was snowing pretty bad. And I wasn't with him, but he told me he could see like this side road. Like he was going down a straightaway and he could see the side road. And this guy was just like zooming down it. And he, he basically knew that like this guy wasn't going to be able to stop. So he tries to slow down, but the guy just slides right through the stop sign and hits my dad. Like it's the front side of his truck spins, hits his boat. My dad, like it turns over his, like he, he has to go into the median and like falls. I think, he, I think his truck got turned over. Like he fought on the, fell on the side, wow. to totaled both his car and his boat. They both had the same insurance company, right? So like they basically paid for very little. They, they, they wanted to pay for as least as they had to because they were basically battling themselves in this, like, an insurance thing you know mm. and they were they were they basically like you know because like a, one, if one insurance company sues another they're going to try to get as much as they can likely but not when they're suing themselves <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it, it was it was a pretty crappy situation because like yeah they, like i said his his boat and his car got, both got total i think he rebuilt the boat like he bought it back like a salvage and rebuilt it but yeah it was it was a crappy situation man insurance companies are kind of weird sometimes yeah, because at the end of the day, people forget the fact that they're companies and all they're really trying to do is make a profit, not necessarily help people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's true. It's they're they're still a business. Um, but yeah. So have you ever been in any other like accidents? Uh, no, not necessarily. I get pulled over a bunch. Really? Because uh, the cops love me. I mean, you're, you're... <laughs> I've never done anything wrong. To I was gonna say get pulled well, over for. I mean, like. You're not white, so that doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't help. It's just that uh, I, as a Puerto Rican guy from New York, and I drive a uh, a Honda Civic, oh. which is just like that cliche yeah. Puerto Rican car where I got some tinted windows and stuff like that. So I'll get pulled over just for the idea of probable cause, and they're looking for stuff. And I'm like, that's, I'm a pretty straight edge guy. Super shady, well. like, I don't, man. I don't really smoke or anything yeah. like that. But usually they let me go with just like a warning for something I never really did. <laughs> I remember. A warning for nothing. One, yeah, exactly. Oh I remember gosh. this one time where uh, I'm coming home and uh, my girl's driving my car and I see the cops behind us. And I know since it's my car, they're just, they see the car, they profile it. So I'm just like, uh, babe, right now, just like lower the window and just stick your hand out the window. My my girlfriend, she's Irish and Italian. She's like as white as it white, gets. Yeah, she's transparent. Yeah. I get it. Exactly. So I'm just like, yeah, just put your hand out the window and because we're about to get pulled over and maybe if they see you, we won't get pulled over. So she, she has her hand out the window, right? And then boom, instead of getting pulled over, cops just, they put out the lights, they pull up next to us, they look in and then <laughs> they ask like, oh, who's the car? She's like, oh, it's my boyfriend. Who's your boyfriend? Oh, it's him right there. They look at me Oh, he's not the guy I'm looking for. And then oh, they take off. Yeah, of course it's not. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, NYPD. Oh, my God. No, my fr dude, my friends, like, you know, they're they're not, again, they're people of color. They're they're black guys. They were like, yeah, I get stopped all the time. I'm like, why? They're like, cops tell me they smell weed. They're like, I don't smoke. I'm like, yep. <laughs> well, that shit's crazy, man. I, I It blows my mind. Like, you know, and not every cop is like that, obviously. I don't think that. But it, it is it's shitty. Like, people, like you said, you get stopped all the time. For nothing we'll let you go with a warning but what did i what did i do <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's it's nuts man like i don't know it's it's crappy but hopefully it's, it'll get better soon i don't know 
Yeah. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I I got so actually it's ironic. I did get stopped once. Uh, they I like I used to drive a Tahoe, and I can't have superintendent windows here in Virginia. But I had a system, right? And I'm just like going down the 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 road, you know, bumping my music, and I get I get pulled over, and I'm like, what? They're like, where were you? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, they asked me where were you, like you know, uh, like an hour ago. I was like, I was at home. I just went to get cookout or food, and I you know I'm coming back. And they're like, uh, okay. They're like, you you fit the description and like your car and you both fit the description of like someone that was like involved in like some like crazy drug deal. And I was oh, like, wow. I was like, what? And I was like, well, I was like, you can search my car. I was like, you can search my car. I was like, I there's no like residue or anything in here. And uh, I was like, I was like, I was like, you can like even call my you know my parents. Like I live at this address. I was there an hour ago. And, uh, yeah, they were like, they were like, uh, I think they, I forgot what they said. They said something like, okay, just go straight home, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, well, that's where I was going anyways. But yeah, <laughs> I, it, it, it was, I wasn't even, I wasn't scared, but I was like, it's, it was kind of weird. Cause I was like, you think I'm a drug dealer? Like, like, I guess it, I was like, it made sense with my car, you know? And like, I was playing rap music, but I was like, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm like in khaki shorts, you know? And I, like, I don't know what, like. I, have, I don't fit the description of a drug dealer, man. I, I'm just trying to get. I just want to go home and play video <laughs> games, man. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like it sucks because you know who fits the description of a drug dealer. You know, it's like that's and that's why people get like profiled and it's so stupid. Exactly. That's the whole issue behind it. Yeah, it's it sucks, man. Um, uh, so I have a couple more things written down here. Um, <laughs> you you kind we kind of mentioned you're Puerto Rican. I I know this yes. because you used to have a Puerto Rican flag up behind you when you streamed. Uh, and yeah, I, actually, it's something I need to throw back up. And also, one of my favorite is a is a heart. Oh, with is a Puerto it? Rican flag. Okay, yeah. that's that. That's awesome. I um, I remember you used to. <laughs> By the way, guys, Oop Dots is the perfect example of you can get partnered off of anything. This dude got partnered streaming off of his Xbox. He he had what was it a Connect uh camera? Yeah, he had a Connect I, camera. I used a Connect camera. He he read chat off his phone. Like all of his alerts and chat off his phone, and he streamed directly off his Xbox. I mean, if he's not the perfect example of like, it's not you know, it's not the equipment, it's not your setup that make you. It's it's all it's you, your content. You know, it's what you do for people, the impact you have on them, stuff like that. Did I remember <laughs> your your camera way back in the day was so bad? And I'm I remember you getting the PC because uh, you finally got like an actual webcam. <laughs> yes i got like the logitech webcam yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets. oh man i remember that because like the connect came it was just it one it was like so zoomed out and then <laughs> it was like just, it was just it was you in a so chair bad. with a puerto rican flag behind you and that was all you could see on the camera and then yeah. it, you know and then you, and you had your headset obviously and you would look down at your phone to read chat and stuff it was it was awesome <laughs> It was as low tech as you could get, but it was it was such an experience and absolutely amazing. Like I would ha I would hate it streaming off the Xbox app. Like stream would randomly crash even if you like open, <laughs> yeah. if you went to, like if you open the guide, then automatically stream would get delayed by a couple seconds. Like it wouldn't match up the audio and the visual. Like it was just so bad back in the day. But it's uh you know back being like uh, eighteen years old, it's just what we had to work with, and then just the amazing community we had. We obviously ended up getting uh getting into the PC streaming and all the other stuff. Well, it's funny. Uh, it's funny because I think I think uh, Mixer came out in twenty sixteen, right? And it was that was you know that's Microsoft obviously owns that, and that's their you know streaming platform. I I remember hearing people say like when that came out, like streaming to Twitch from your Xbox became like a hundred times more difficult and they were basically saying that like microsoft was doing it on purpose to try to convince you to stream the mixer instead of twitch and i was like i wonder how true that is you know honestly i feel like there could probably be some type of truth to that where they wouldn't maybe there was never any updates for the twitch yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. app on xbox you know so i feel like it, they were just waiting for it to just crash and burn and then just get that big push to mixer you know but it wasn't always called mixer right i feel like was it was another... called uh what was it called before mixer i totally forgot it had a, you're right it did have a different name um let's see what was mixer all before it was Mixer. It was like a weird name. Uh, 
Beam. Beam, yep. Mm -hmm. I did, yep. It was originally called Beam, yes. And Beam. It, it sounded like a bad, like, web browser. It was, no one used Beam, you know, like, and then Mixer came out, and they, they started to push, I mean, they made some big moves recently, so we'll we'll see yes. what what Mixer does. They, they've been making a lot of big moves, and I'm actually kind of sad to see a lot of people uh, leave the Twitch platform itself. I know a lot of people went to, like, Mixer or, like, Facebook Gaming or YouTube mm -hmm. or you know, a bunch of these different platforms, but at the end of the day, no matter what platform you are, uh, if you were somebody I supported, I will still be jumping on, I guess, Mixer or Facebook. Yeah, or, same. You know, whatever have you, but Twitch will always be my home and it'll always be what I'm, you know, what I'm used to and just where you'll always see me at. Same here. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've been on sh Twitch too long to like want to switch it. You know, it, it would, it would feel like a backwards move almost. You know, mm -hmm. I, I guess like, we are both streamers, so I guess moving would be a little bit easier. Like some people would come with you, you know, so it would it wouldn't feel like completely starting over, but it would feel like you're starting over to a degree, and that's gotta be scary, man. Especially if you're not one someone that's switching for a contract. Yeah, if you're just somebody that's just like, hey, maybe I've been on Twitch for a couple of while, maybe it's not the platform for me, and here's this uh, this rising platform that it doesn't have a lot of the, the uh, a big big uh, content creator audience, but it has maybe a bigger viewer, a bigger viewer base, and maybe you feel like that can help you grow more. I, I know there were a lot of people that switched for that, where it's like they're not getting a contract, they just wanted to switch yeah. platforms and see what happens on there. Yeah, my friend, I have a friend who watches a lot of Facebook gaming. He's like, you should stream on Facebook, man. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. And I was like, I, one thing I don't like about Facebook that I like about, you know, most of the other streaming sites is you can't be anonymous on Facebook. Like you have to use your actual profile. I mean, Ooh. you know, it's like, it's like, so if you like, if you post or if I post, it's going to say Ryan, you know, whatever. And then it, that's because it's our profile. And I was like, eh, that's that's okay." I was like, "I don't know if I want to do that." I was like, "I, I kind of I think people like being anonymous, you know." Exactly. I I think getting that like uh that that ability to be anonymous as much as you want when it comes to the internet that is the the prime example of why people are here, you know. Because uh, there's been a lot of experience with people I know where um they would find their name, they would find their profession. There was this uh, one person I knew where she's a university teacher and people were emailing her students and threatening her students. What? Yes, so that's why like she's, she remains completely anonymous. That's she insane, doesn't tell anyone dude. her name or anything like that. And I mean, you you, it can be something that's very scary and then something that people joke about, you know, something as simple as like, oh, you're going to get swatted, you know, where people literally sent entire Bro, SWAT teams to your house. I've, like, I had the biggest fear of getting swatted when I first started streaming because I think it was like a lot bigger back then. I haven't heard of anyone getting swatted recently because I think what happened is people like the, the cops were catching the people doing it and then, you know, arresting them. So people finally realized, oh, I can't just do this. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when I first started streaming, I thought I was paranoid AF that I was going to get wadded because my personal information was online due to my like speeding tickets. Like it's like public record. So uh, if you knew my name and like, like roughly the state I lived in, you could just Google it, you know, narrow it down by my age and you could find my address. So I thought like, Oh, I'm going to get swatted, but it was, it, I, it never did. And no one's ever, to look yeah, up my information be very very scary especially nowadays where you know on a lot of games sadly all, i hear over on the xbox uh, destiny 2 side where uh ip pulling and yep. DDoSing has gotten very very bad and that is something absolutely just terrible and scary as well because it's like for a lot of people this could be like their only source of revenue and now you're you have their IP and whenever they go live, you choose to target somebody because of whatever reason. And I never understood that because anger, anger is a secondary emotion. You know, mm -hmm. no one's just being angry. No one's just being toxic for just for the fun of it. There's always some type there's of an underlying like, uh, cause. Yeah. yeah, there's this, some type of underlying cause, some type of pain. And that's why whenever somebody comes into my stream and they try to show negativity, all I ever want to do is just reply with positivity. That's it. I would never just like somebody can say anything they want about me. And I was just, wish that they have a good day and i wish that whatever uh is bothering them in their life you know it gets resolved and they just try to see the bright side of things yeah i um i try like to i try to do that to a degree 
it depends on what they're saying and like you know if it's about me i'm like you know you're not gonna hurt my feelings i you know i'm i'm fat i'm bald when you're not, it's not <laughs> there's nothing like I've been, I've been a big guy my whole life you know it's not like i was skinny and then all of a sudden got big it's like no i've, I've been fat my whole life dude it's not you're not gonna say anything to me that some kid in seventh grade didn't say to me you know it's it's and i'm an adult now so it's like i've ex i've obviously moved on beyond that the bald thing that's genetics i can't fight that <laughs> I mean, some some product might help, but I, I don't care about that. But yeah, I mean, it's like, but if they're attacking like my community members or something, I'm like, no, nope, you can go away. <laughs> Just insta ban. Yeah, of course. Insta ban. Because at the end of the day, that's your family, and yeah, you know, oh, we, you know, we're here to protect our family. We're here to just have fun and enjoy ourselves. That's all it is. We're it's... playing video games, and we're here to just have fun. Yeah, the worst part about in kind of what you were saying, the worst part about trolling is like I feel bad for them to a degree because I'm like you have got to have like a pretty bad life right now or feel like you do to like want to like say these things like to try to hurt people you know and it's like and i i get trolling to a degree like you know trolling i get like that's like a kid thing because i you know i was back from the old school xbox days like you know just like screaming into your mic like this you know get and like just like yelling as loud as you can and you know in modern warfare 2 lobbies like that crap is just kids being kids, but like, you know, attacking someone and then like kind of what you were saying, like getting more serious about it, you know, like the university teacher, like doing that kind of stuff. No, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> like you're, <laughs> you're committing a crime almost, you know, like, like you're no, like you got to stop. But yeah, I mean like DDoSing is crazy, man. Uh, I remember back in the Xbox days, like, and the, the problem with it is right now, Bungie's kind of under a lot of fire because people are, are going you know all the way from you know zero rank to like max uh rank by just ddosing people like they're you know they're they're getting like an average of like two kills a game and winning and it's like hey guys look at this you know but with the game being free it's so hard to like you know stop them i was like i'm like just ip ban them like, i don't i don't know why i, I i've well, always been a you can't necessarily ip ban because all they, they got all VPN, they have to do yeah. is get a vpn True. and that's all it is. And then even if you do ban them, the game is free and they're just back on the, the yeah. next day on another account. There's uh I guess it is even better technology to detection. It. Yeah. It's rough, man. I mean, I, I'm glad like well that's the thing. That's why people are, a lot of people are, are skeptical of trials coming back. Like the game being unbalanced is one thing, but they're like DDoSing and cheating is so rampant that trials is gonna be like, you know, a shit show. So Yes, exactly. I was talking about this on stream the other night. Like, yo, it's absolutely amazing for something like trials to come back. Something, you know, trials was one of the saving graces not necessarily saving grace because they came out at a very good point in destiny one mm -hmm. but it really kept the game going towards you know year two year three where everybody no matter what state the game was in we were always doing trials because it was something we all exactly. loved doing but trials won't be the saving grace in this situation because if the game still has all this cheating if the game still has all these issues then it'll be great but it won't be as great as it can be and we definitely have to start with one the things that aren't supposed to be in game be in the game in the first place aka the cheating and then we also have to focus on certain things that something as simple as weapon balancing which all you really have to do is just listen to the people that yeah. you know that they play 40 60 hours of crucible a week yeah i've i've always thought that was weird like there's there's this weird you know community where a lot of the i don't want to say casual players but a lot of the players who you know they may play like eight hours a week right they're they don't play a lot of crucible they get mad when when bungie actually listens to these you know these streamers or whoever it may be that have put in the time and can showcase why certain things are bad in a certain way and they're like all you do is listen to streamers and i'm like well they're they're playing you know 40 60 like you were saying 46 hours a week like they know it's not like they're, they're they're not just listening to them because they're streamers but there are people that all they do is play trials or not trials but like you know destiny pvp destiny. that's yeah, all they do it. and they do it for a living so you know they you know there are people like mtash you know gigs where like these people make videos and show you why certain guns are imbalanced and it what really sucks is when it falls on deaf ears and bungie does nothing about it and it's like I've never understood why Bungie doesn't listen to them because it's like have a summit, you know, they, cause I think they had like a PVP summit way back in the day, you know? And I'm like, just have, have those like once a quarter or something, or maybe once a year, at least that way you can, you can actually stay in touch with your, your uh, biggest players and biggest content creators. Yes, exactly. 
But I just think uh, it's one of those things where I feel a lot of the people in the community feel like they're not being heard. And yeah. there have been a lot of examples of this, uh, especially like in the past. I remember back on Destiny 1 when Scories was a very, very big thing. And it was a very terrible thing to come to like uh, the Crucible and to come to Trials where you can get a super in 45 seconds flat if somebody was running Scories. I remember that. And yeah. that was a big, big game changer. And I remember they were doing uh, a live stream on the next big update. And then everybody's in chat going off to my, oh, what are you doing? Scores, what's going on? Scores. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, stories? Wait, what stories? And they were like, no, scores, the artifact. And we're like, oh, we didn't touch artifacts. Is there something <laughs> wrong with them? And it's like, what? We've been yeah. dealing with this for months. How have you not heard? <laughs> well, I wish they, they could also do something like uh, they could have like a playtest server where it's like, this is, you know, the next patch coming out. We're going to release it, you know, for two weeks or like a weekend or something. Give us your feedback, and then you know the obviously these people that play forty hours a week are definitely gonna check check it out. Give the feedback, and then they can adjust from there. But you know it is what it is. I I think they also to a degree want to cater to people that are kind of more casual. They don't want the game to be super competitive. They want stuff to be op. That way, the people that aren't that good can close skill gaps easier. But yeah. that's 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 kind of like a you know tinfoil hat theory <laughs> but i could i could I, I could be wrong i don't know uh, i could i feel like there is a type of truth to that and without a doubt destiny is not meant to be like a like a call of duty overwatch like super competitive game it is a casual game that is meant to be played for fun but when it comes to certain things in the crucible where you have like these very high stakes such as something like trials where you know you have to go nine and oh you know, without boons or whatever, you get a mercy, et cetera, et cetera. And you just have these people where it's like, wow, I'm on my lighthouse game. And then I just lost to cause the guy, I literally played a game last night. This guy had five supers and he only had, I think it was like 10 kills. He had five supers. And that is absolutely insane. This is something that needs to change. He had um, five. How do you have that many supers? I don't know what type of cheat he was running or what was oh, going on. Okay. I also ran. No, he was definitely cheating. Okay, my bad. I I I I thought you were saying he was using gear that got him that. I'm like that can't no, be no, right. No, no, not gear. Like, I, yeah, he was definitely cheating. When yeah. it comes to the actual balancing of the game, that's something that has to happen. But I think first we have to start with the things that they never even meant to be in the game. There was a hunter flying around last night, literally just flying around. He booted <laughs> his team. He booted one of my teammates. And uh, literally, when I came back to streaming and when I uh, I was talking with a lot of people and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do a little bit of Destiny here and there. And they were like, yo, here's this login to this VPN. You are going to use this. You're going to need this. All right. Don't play Destiny without a VPN. I mean, honestly, yeah, I it's so weird that you have to like I remember uh, Hakuna actually. And you know who that is, obviously, yeah. he, he he got into an argument with someone because. I think he said that like someone knocked him offline and someone goes, well, it's your fault for not having a VPN. He's like, it's so insane that people are like, it's your fault that you didn't have a VPN. It's like, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. People just shouldn't cheat. What are you talking about? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, well, it's your fault. You didn't drug test him. It's like, no, but he's cheating. He's, he's using steroids. What are you like? That's the same (laughs) thing. I don't know. What? What? But yeah, I don't know, man. It's I've never, I've never, me and my friends have always discussed this. I never understood cheating. Like I understand why people cheat. I, I don't get how they can actually feel fulfilled because for me, the the best part about gaming or, you know, winning is actually knowing you outplayed the person or that you knowing that you beat them, you know, like whatever, all is fair, you know, with guns and stuff, whatever that may be. But cheating is like, it just takes away that whole victory from you. It's a, Kind of what you were saying earlier. It's it's you know it's poison. It's tainted. It's not it's not worth it. It's I I, yeah. I I had someone cheat against me one time in a card game, and I was like I called him out on it, and I'm like I don't know why. Like what were you gonna get out of this? <laughs> like <laughs> it's like you I don't know. I guess you I guess maybe some prizes. I guess I don't know. It's it's just I think it just goes into like they they they'd rather cheat than have to deal with the fear of failure. And they will do anything they possibly can to take your victory away from you, yeah. even if it taints their own victory. That could definitely be it, man. I, I just am not. I don't know. I, I think it's because I've always been super competitive. That, and in the and it's the way my competitiveness works is like I want to beat the person. I wouldn't cheat to do it because I would know in my head that I didn't beat them. I cheated, and yeah, it's 
it's rough, man. But yeah, DDoS thing is really bad right now. So whenever Trials does come back, hopefully they'll do something about it. We'll see. Um, but we're we're right we're right over an hour. Are you? Uh, I got I got one more question. If you're if you want to do that, and we'll wrap it yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. So we've talked about food. We talked about destiny. Uh, you know, have you? Do you have any like ghost stories? That you ever like um, you ever like encounter like a ghost or anything like that? Any like 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 a any ghost stories as in like anything crazy within a paranormal activity? Type yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh I don't know. I don't think I ever really do have ghost stories other than like my general like like having that random sleep paralysis and then just seeing things oh, and see bro. something in the corner. I mean that's that's kind of up there because it's sleep paralysis. People used to believe that it was a demon sitting like sitting on you and like was messing with you. Sleep paralysis is super weird. How many have you how many times have you experienced sleep paralysis? Not very common. Uh like something like it's very, very rare. Like maybe something once every couple months or maybe once a year. Yeah, like it's okay. very, very uncommon. I've had but it like, like three most, times, yeah. The most recent was actually just a couple weeks ago where I'm there and I'm sleeping uh next to my girlfriend and then I'm just like I'm stuck. <laughs> and I'm just stuck. And it's it's a very terrifying experience because you just feel like you're trapped in your own body. And I'm just there, just trying to like nudge her, just like help me. Have you ever, have you ever felt like okay, so you, you were like super conscious, or like, did you, have you ever had sleep paralysis where like you felt like someone else was touching you, or like, like maybe like, like grabbing you or anything like that? Yes, I like it would be moments where like I'm in a dream, and there are moments where like I feel like there's somebody, like I, I was like laying on the grass or like the beach or something, and I felt somebody like standing over me, like watching me, oh. and then I. Like, from this dream and i still had this feeling like that somebody grabbed me and yep. was standing over me watching me <laughs> that's the worst man i i had one one time where like i sleep with my like i sleep on my chest and stomach so like it felt like someone grabbed my my arm and then like jumped on top of me and then like i was able to move it was super weird i i've i've had super i've had super weird sleep paralysis but yeah, man, you uh if you want to hear some like crazy ghost stories, hit up Pacoon and ask him about his ghost stories. I we I've already talked about him a couple times on the podcast, but he had some freaky stuff. <laughs> He's like, I got way more. I'm like, are you fuck are you fucking haunted, man? What is more. wrong with you? <laughs> he screwed somebody over. I'm the like, past yeah, life. like someone cursed you for life, bro. Oh my gosh. But yeah, we can go and wrap it up, man. I want to thank you for uh coming on the podcast. It's been a blast. Um I want to say, everyone, if you don't follow Oop Dots, make sure you go check him out. All of his links are in the description. And, yeah, check this man out. He's he's awesome, high energy. You can't go wrong watching his stream. Ryan, thank you for being here, man. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. You keep being amazing. You keep being great. <laughs> Take great care, experience. everyone.